Welcome to Semper Christus. This is the podcast about, well, pretty much anything and everything theology related. Yep. Um, I'm Brandon, joined in studio with my good friend, partner in radio, Josh. Hello, everybody. This is Josh. Don't get us, don't get us confused. Mm-hmm. Um, introduction, introduction to us. Uh, this is we're we're new to this podcast thing, so please forgive me for all the uhs, ums, and buts. <laughs> so uh, give me a little bit about your background, like your uh, testimony, where you come from. I come from a relatively short line of Christians, so I'm only like third gen on my dad's side, second gen on my mom's side. <laughs> um, so I was raised in the charismatic realm of Christianity. I was... Yeah, very very charismatic. I went to Assembly of God camps. I went to Assembly of God youth retreats, youth conferences, youth rallies. Um, I did a lot of the jumping up and down, laser lights, fog machines. Yep, yep. I'm relatively new to the Reformed game. I think I've only been reformed for going on a year and a half to two years. I've lost track. It feels like my whole life at this point. It's like everything was leading up to it, you know? (laughs) Um, I am a post-millennialist, but that could change by tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah. 666. That stands for Nero Nero Caesar, Neuron Kaiser. That's, well... We'll have to discuss that. To be later. backed up by the 616, <laughs> obviously. Well, all right. So uh, give me your testimony. What do you think? My like, testimony? How you, yeah, how did you get saved? I went my whole life with the charismatic thing, getting quote-unquote saved and unsaved every other week. I thought I was saved, and I went to work at a Christian summer camp. And it was the first time I'd really felt grieved over my sin. I knew what sin was. I knew all about that. But my, there was a, one of my bosses, kind of, sort of, his name was Rob. Uh, He was telling us about how if you, if you've never grieved over your sin because it offends God, as opposed to Hmm. you feel sorry that you got caught or you're just worried about going to hell. If you're more worried about going to hell than offending God, you might want to check yourself. So I did, and I watched a Todd Friel video about <laughs> you might be a false convert if... I think that's what it's called. It may be a rotten fish, something like that. Hmm. And pretty much all the things checked off on me. I realized that I didn't, I don't, I didn't think I was saved. Um, and I, I repented and just laid everything out felt grief over my sin and then I realized without making it sound sensational it finally felt real mm-hmm. as opposed to just something I did mm-hmm. or I had to get excited at church on Sunday because I was there or put my hands in the air it, it finally it finally felt like I was there if that makes sense yeah yeah for sure so a little bit about my past. Let's see. I am. I've been uh, been a Christian. I was raised in a Christian house. Uh, 
I um, grew up in a non-denominational church, very liberal. Um, We read books like Rob Bell and Love Crazy. Yeah, and uh, we we grew up in that. I grew up in that church up until um, I was about 12 and 12 or 14, somewhere around there. And I, uh, my dad realized that this was not a biblically based church. And uh, he, we sang some very, very secular songs with a lot of swearing and they were just replaced the swear words. And they sang that as Hmm. worship. That was, that was my worship growing up. And Hmm. so um, we moved from there to a, Calvinistic church and uh we uh, especially I I that's where I believe that I truly came to understand um what Christ did for me I um I said I bragged about how I accepted Christ uh 10 times before I was the age of nine and I knew I was saved because I accepted him so many times and that's when I was in that church, that Calvinistic church, I realized that I did not understand what it meant to be um, completely in Christ and uh, what Christ, I under, finally understood what Christ did for me. From there, we moved to a church a few years ago since we had a long drive. And that church, um, I... I say a lot that the first church that I was in was uh, basically taught me what not to do for church. Uh, The second church I was in taught me theology and how to study God's word. And this um, church that I'm in right now has taught me what the body should look like, that Christ's body should look like, the family. And, you know, they, I definitely have people that I disagree with there. And I have people that, um, there's diversity in our church. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, but definitely people that I uh, disagree with, and I will argue probably till the day I die. But it's still Christ's body, and unification is one main attribute of Christ's body. So that was my uh, church background. Um, Give me some of your education background. Okay, so I was homeschooled from nerd yeah from kindergarten to 12th grade it's kind of yeah and uh let's see i i got into theology when i was about when i started um at the calvinistic church probably a couple years later so maybe like 16 and i listened to a lot of debates read a lot of stuff finally started enjoying reading my bible um and it was it was a lot of fun to do and I studied theology a ton, and I just loved it, especially since my um, last couple years in high school were um, pretty easy. So um, then I was planning on being a viola performance major. Oh, viola. Yes. The viola. poor man's violin. No, no. That is the <laughs> best instrument on this planet. No, I'd definitely go with the cello, but I played viola, and it was a lot of fun, and... Um, but I um, definitely want to do something with apologetics. And um, I knew that if I did music, I wouldn't have time for anything else. So I um, went to Pensacola Christian College. And a couple months before that, I wanted to 
challenge myself, so I decided to pick up engineering. Just on a whim? Just, yeah, kind of. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to challenge myself, and I knew I was... uh, I, I knew I could do it if I put my mind to it, so I put my mind to it, and this year I graduated, so... Congrats. Yeah. That's more than I could do. Yeah, and then uh, my junior year, with a week left in school, I added another major, so... Another uh, major? Yeah. Not even a minor? No. I, I had the minor already. Oh, okay. It was a double major in uh, math and electrical engineering. Yeah, but I already had, okay, so the thing is that I already had the minor, plus I had a few extra classes that counted for both, so I only needed to take another year of college. So, I did that, and then last, uh, I think it might have been December, uh, January, I applied to go to Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, got accepted, and I start um, this semester. Exciting. Yeah. So, what are you? What is your educational background? I went to a Christian private school, a Westland school. Did you really? Yeah. For four years, uh, from preschool to halfway through the fourth grade. Huh. Um, the school shut down because before then there was a problem with um, teachers walking out because they disagree with the principal. Uh, the principal was my brother for three of those years, and he had this crazy idea that what if our entire curriculum was Bible-based? And people didn't like that. So they they walked out. So, like, like yeah. he'd get, like, math programs from the Bible? Yeah, so um, it wasn't... I can't think of the name, but it's kind of like how PCC does a Becca. Oh. It was, yeah. it was, okay. it was like, a, overall a Christian... Curriculum, so okay, it was so a Chris, Christian okay. scientific worldview, mathematical worldview, historical worldview. All that stuff was under the umbrella of Christ okay. at this Christian school, huh. and people didn't like that. Who knew? Yeah, I I, I think that they would have been okay with it if he hadn't t- tried to make those decisions as soon as he came in. Hmm. He was maybe a little too upfront about his reform. Gotcha. Um, but I I don't think that should have been a problem. But after the school shut down, my parents tossed around the idea of putting me in public school but my dad he didn't feel comfortable with that it was basically what he boiled it down to was why would i send my kid to rome Hmm. to come home as a roman and then pretend to be surprised by it kind of like what Bodhi says yep yep so we did homeschooling i homeschooled with my friend i went to his house and his mom taught me for a few years because my mom had to work because my dad was retired and health problems I graduated being homeschooled a uh, little little bit, barely. Um, <laughs> I had great grades, but it was hard to do it. Mm-hmm. But some people it was easy for it, but I, I, I passed with a, like a 3.5 GPA. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, I did a two-year program at a community college near me. I have a certificate in welding technologies. I can put two metals together with heat. <laughs> I've been accepted to go to Bob Jones University. I'm taking my first semester online for a biblical studies major. I would like to minor in philosophy. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I love (laughs) philosophy. I I took one philosophy class at community college, and I was just in love with it. So did, did they go over Augustine? In that class? Cause I heard they... It was a logic philosophy class. Okay, okay. So it was barely philosophy, but it was just enough to be considered philosophy. See, I, I'm, I'm up 
I really like philosophy too. That's kind of why I added the math major because there's yeah a lot of not necessarily philosophy but like logic behind it. Yeah, that's I thought it'd be a lot of fun to do. Oh, for sure. Future education, I guess Bob Jones would be future, but long term, I would like to have a <clears throat> doctorate in either eschatology or Old Testament theology, and I'd like to be a professor, <laughs> maybe so, a double doctorate. Who knows? So you're you want to. Learn about the past or learn about the future. Yes. Okay. Or partial past. Okay, I see you. Partial okay. preterism. Mm-hmm. Who knows? We might get into that later on. So, uh, what stuff do you do for fun? I like to read both fiction and nonfiction. Um, I like hanging out with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. That's really fun. Yeah. I like doing this podcast. It's real fun. I'm pretty much, if I'm at home, I'm tinkering with something, building something, messing. Like welding and stuff? No, like anything. Like if I saw something on TV or like in a movie that I thought was cool, I would try to recreate it with something I had. So you're the one that like, you the the people that make the YouTube videos that are DIY. You're the guy that's like gluing stuff together. Yeah, but I'm actually good at it. Okay. And what I do is cool. At least I think it's cool. <laughs> I really I really adore listening to guys like James White, Jeff Durbin, R.C. Sproul, John MacArthur. That I listen to them as I like clean the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. Clean out my car. I'm if I'm not at work and if I'm at home, I'm I probably have one of those guys in my ear mm-hmm. at all times. Other than that, I live a pretty boring life. <laughs> My girlfriend's going back to school, so life's going to get a little less fun. Well, you got me. I got you. I got you. What do you What do you do for fun, Josh? Okay, so... Do you have fun as a mathematical engineer? <laughs> yeah, man. I just, you know, build radios and stuff. No, so what I do for fun, I like tinkering around with a lot of stuff, too. Um, I don't... I don't do as much tinkering as I'd like to, but uh, I do like tinkering around. I love playing chess. It's a new fascination. Really? The engineer likes chess? Yes, yes, I know. Shocking, right? Um, I'm stunned. Yeah. But I also like uh, physical exercise, like soccer. Oh, I forgot to mention sports. Yeah, well, it's my turn. (laughs) I I love soccer. Obviously, I love theology. One of my favorite things to do in high school was I'd literally go and kick the ball, and then I'd run to it, and then I'd kick the ball, and then run to it. But I'd have theologians in my ear like the entire time so mm-hmm. i'd be getting exercise i'd be playing soccer and i'd be listening to stuff and to me i i have no problem putting in earbuds wherever i am listening to stuff it's the the, the problem of like pausing everything and just letting god speak that i have the problem with hmm. um but i do like theology obviously i wouldn't be doing this podcast um my main, um, the main things I like in theology are church history. I have a big burden for, especially Baptists, not knowing um, church history, as well as I love um, biblical languages. I have studied Greek for a little bit, like uh, I think it was half a year to a year of my homeschool program. And then um, I also like Roman Catholicism. I love studying what they believe because I believe they are so close to the truth but um the five solas of the reformation kind of define mm-hmm. the main differences that we have with them and they're so close but 
they are as as far as defined by the Council of Trent are not saved. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's those are my big um, big things I like in theology. Um, besides that, I like hanging out with my fiance. Gonna get married next year, and uh, wow, yeah, you're old. I know. What are you like thirty? No, no, I'm only twenty three. I think. Yeah, twenty three. I'm planning so. to be married by twenty three. Okay, so yeah, there you go. So, uh, what are what are your sports that you like? Sports. Yeah. Uh, baseball is the superior sport. To what? To all other sports. Not yet. Baseball. Yeah, baseball. Hand eye coordination oh. to the max. No. Yeah. Way. You try to hit a small ball coming at you ninety eight miles per hour. It's literally tennis. You just got a bigger thing to swag. In tennis, you have a bigger thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But no, tennis is dumb. Tennis, tennis is real is... dumb. I think I'd rather tennis watch is it. fun. I think I'd watch. I'd rather watch a tennis match. I'd rather probably watch a tennis match. Then, but I'd rather oh, play playing? baseball. Okay, I was thinking watch. Baseball is the one oh, sport that, like, at any moment, it could be like at the drop of a hat, and they're like, "I I need a baseball coach." I'm like, "I'm I'm your guy." Base. I love baseball. Really? Yeah. It's one of those sport. The reason I love it is it's one of those sports that you have to play to get good at, and they're like almost no plays. Oh yeah, okay. You know that that sounds counterintuitive, but like (laughs) in soccer and basketball and football, there are a lot of different things you have to learn. Right. But in baseball, and I'm sure there's going to be people who disagree with me, but as far as I'm concerned, to get good at baseball, you just get on the diamond and play baseball, play catch, learn how to catch the ball, learn how Mm -hmm. to hit the ball, and then scrimmage for like an hour and a half, and then just do that. Because the only way to get good at baseball is to be in a situation where you're playing baseball. Like, you can get good at kicking a soccer ball just by practicing your aim. Right. But you can't really do that with baseball. You have to be in a baseball environment. Okay. That's why I like baseball. I like basketball because everybody likes basketball. And I like soccer. Yep. Okay, good. I think golf is for boring people. Yep. Bowling's not a sport. No. Chess is for... uh, Watch it. <laughs> it's geniuses. not a sport. It is I, for geniuses. There, I, people have tried to argue with me that it's a sport. I all I'm saying is the mental capacity of those people. Yeah, it's it's they, higher than I could ever imagine. You know, there. I can't remember. I okay. This is gonna sound really nerdy, but there's a <laughs> certain move that is like it took a guy like 45 minutes to think of. Just like not necessarily okay. I, I think of this move, but he thought of it right away. But he, the, what they can do is they can just stare at a board and go, okay, this takes, this takes, this takes. I move this piece here, this piece here. And they can do that for 45 minutes. Hmm. Like, talk about mental capacity and just that. like the brain processing. Oh, my goodness. Like, I can't. I mean, I know I'm horrible at I have a cousin in Scotland who plays chess. Yeah. And I play him a bit. And it is. I get, He's good. Oh, he's like a. You have different, like, rankings. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a black belt in yeah. whatever. But it's kind of like he's a FIDE master. And, like, the top is a grandmaster. So I'm I'm ranked at about, like, uh, 1,400. He's 2,200. And a mm. grandmaster, I think, starts at, like, 2,500. Somewhere. Oh. 24. Yeah. So, That's interesting. Yes. But he's, oh, my goodness, he kills me every time. It, it's a lot of fun to play him, though, because I have no idea what I'm doing. It's yeah. Just like, why would you enjoy playing someone who's worse than you yeah exactly you don't get any better yeah i'm just hoping he's i mean i know he's pretty pretty much 
gonna kill me every time. But uh, yeah, like you said, I can I can always get Sharpen, better. Iron sharpens iron. Exactly. So, um, what, uh, what, uh, I don't know how to say this. Let's see. Are there any people in your life? Are we going with this, this one here? Sure. I mean, if you yeah. want to, I was going to go with like Bible passages and Bible books. Oh, okay. Like what, what Bible books yeah, or let's Bible do that passages. One. Okay. What do you like? Um, really like the song of Solomon. Um, <laughs> wow. Pulling out that one. Yeah. So it had to go real quick. Day. We're, we're relaxed and we're reformed, Josh. Um, no, if I'm, if I'm going to be real serious, my, probably my favorite book of the Bible is, is probably Esther Hmm. because it's the only book where God isn't mentioned, Right. but it's so abundantly clear that he's working in it. Hmm. And that's fascinating to me. The fact that God has a book in his scriptures that doesn't even talk about him. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I think that's just him. I believe that's just him showing that even when he's not mentioned he's still there it's impossible to read the book of esther and not see god it's just oh and esther just so happened to be the one that king ahasuerus loved and mordecai just so happened to overhear haman like that doesn't happen to one family that many times yeah that's interesting that's not normal not not a normal one but uh it's definitely interesting yeah i my pastor preached through the book of ruth Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, like, this guy spent probably a few months in the Book of Ruth, and it's only what like four chapters, mm-hmm. and I mean they're pretty short chapters. But he spent a few months in it, and he dug deep into it. Just showed like their kinsman redeemer and how it hooked up with Christ, and but I, that really made me appreciate a lot of the um, not usual books in uh in the mm. old testament mm-hmm. that's it was very interesting what's your well what who other than jesus is your favorite i don't want to say character because that makes him sound fake who's your favorite biblical author so that could encompass like any of the epistle writers we can so that Paul. that would also be like i would consider job even though he probably didn't write it but any person in the bible Let's go with that person. Person in the Bible. I love... Oof, man. I love Joseph, obviously. I think he's a good example of pretty much everything. Um, I I mean, David's a man after God's own heart. And we have... I think he's the one mentioned most in Scripture. The name that's mentioned most in Scripture. Um, I love studying Paul or even Peter and their lives... If I was going to pick a specific person, I might pick Abraham. Like, I'm I'm just thinking, like, if mm-hmm. I was to meet someone, who would it be? And it might be Abraham or, I mean, I, I definitely love to hear Paul or even, like, not even one of those guys, but maybe a disciple yeah. after they realized um, that Christ was who he was mm-hmm. and all the scriptures were open to them yeah to be to like just hear one of them preach like Stephen like just hear Stephen go through this is what this is you believe this you believe this you believe this and this and Christ fulfills all of them like that idea I think that would be yeah so I mean I don't know if I could pick a specific person but right I definitely uh, I, guess, I guess that was a broad question yeah what it kind of is 
Don't mean to broad brush. That's all right. That's all right. Um, but yeah, well, I think my favorite person in the Bible is um. It it would probably have to be. Probably have to be like Daniel. Mm. Or, yeah, Daniel. He was taken from Jerusalem. And he was in a place where he probably could have started like some kind of uprising if he really wanted to. Yep. But he he didn't. He he chose to seek the good of Babylon. Hmm. Where and we live in a a day and age where don't mean to get political on you, Josh. No, that's all right. But the, there are a lot of people in the church who are you know, they're they're taking certain things I feel too seriously. They, it's almost as if America and the church have become synonymous to some people. Yeah. And that's uncomfortable with me. We're, we're not... The church in America aren't the same thing. Right. We're, we're citizens of two kingdoms, mm-hmm. and we're supposed to seek the good of our earthly kingdom. But that doesn't mean we're supposed to stand behind everything our country does and i feel like there's a lot of people who do that yeah i think daniel and shadrach meshach and abednego or as they would be known by the jewish friends hananiah azariah and mishael that's pretty good so when you meet them in heaven don't call them (laughs) shadrach meshach and abednego no no call them hananiah azariah and mishael yeah i'm sure that's what they prefer well yeah we're definitely not going to call daniel belteshazzar so no that's (laughs) i might i don't know just to mess with them uh but when it comes to a biblical person that i would want to meet um as, as much as i would love to meet daniel i would want to meet probably like samson really yeah because like why i would ask him like why were you so dumb oh my goodness that's the reason yeah i know that's it's that's a dumb like reason going up to adam and asking why yeah so but dumb. Because I know in that situation we all would have done the same thing. You don't think in Samson's case we would have all done the same thing? I don't think all of us would have done the same thing. Well, no, because, like, Joseph, obviously. Right, exactly. He he had restraint. But when it came to Samson, the guidelines were so easy. No alcohol. No dead things. Don't cut your hair. And he just broke all of them? Yeah. In, like, one day. He went his whole life without breaking them. And then he just does it all in one day? Well, it's two of them, pretty much. The heroin came later. Yeah. And <laughs> after the first time, you know, if, if I had, like, super strength because of my hair, and my wife was like, hey, what's the secret of your strength? That makes sense. My wife would want to know. We'd, yeah. We shouldn't have secrets. Yeah. We're a couple. We're a team. Right. I'd, be, I'd, I'd lie, like he did, probably, just joking around, you know? Yeah. Married married couples do. And what was the first one? Was it rope? Uh, fresh rope? Yeah, something like that. And if I was to wake up with fresh rope, I'd be like, wow, that's <laughs> weird. That's fascinating. Oh, yeah. Weren't we just okay, talking that's about what this? You, that's what you're talking about. Okay. And then the next time, the yeah. second time, I was like, what is it? Like, oh, it's chain or something like that. Yeah. If I was to wake up with chain, <laughs> there's no way I would tell her the real thing. The first thing I'd be doing is, you know, as Busting Moses would there, say, man. putting my wife away. <laughs> okay, I There's see no, what you're like, saying. That's, that's, that's beyond dumb. Yeah, okay, I understand that's what you're saying. That's 
that's stupidity <laughs> to the max core. That's awesome. Okay. Who does that? I don't know. After the first time, I'd be suspicious. After the second <laughs> time, there's no way I'd stay with this woman. And the fact that she's a Philistine <laughs> makes it even worse. What, what was wrong with him? <sighs> it was okay, so easy well. to keep his strength. And then, I don't know. I just, I just can't wrap my mind around it. <laughs> okay, I understand what you're saying. I, okay, because when you originally said it, I was like, okay, I mean, everyone falls into, like, yeah. sexual temptation, or every guy falls into, like, sexual oh, temptation. It's like, okay, let's... Okay, most guys. Everybody can. Yes, everyone can. We don't discriminate. No, we can't. We don't. And, but, uh, yeah, I understand what you're saying, because I was... Yeah. That makes sense. Uh-huh. So, let's see... Okay, yeah. so what is total depravity? Total depravity. It doesn't mean we're all as evil as we possibly could be. Because if we all were, nothing good would ever happen. Total depravity is kind of like, as R.C. Sproul said, it's like total inability. In our current state, we are unable to actively choose something that's good. If we do something that's good, it's kind of just a byproduct of God's grace. Mm-hmm. The fact that anything good happens is from him. So total depravity. At our core, we're wicked. We're born dead. We're born with a sin nature. And it's just, that's it. We're we're not neutral with God at birth. We're not born good. We're all born dead. We're all born in a state where we're unable to have eternal life. We're unable to, um, we have no grasp of the gospel. We're, we're not, as some people might say, we're, we're, not, we're not born neutral. We're born enemies of God. Okay. Constant rebellion. Yeah. I, I like the way um, a book that I had put it. It's basically the idea of not necessarily you don't have a choice or mm-hmm. you can't choose or that you... Um, um that you that you can't choose or anything like that but the idea is that there's a lion in a cage and um the lion has the ability to eat the grass that it's that's in the cage it mm-hmm. not necessarily it has the ability but it has um it doesn't have in its nature the will mm-hmm. to go after the grass and eat the grass. So it'll starve to death before it eats the grass. And so the idea that man in his dead state, like um, Genesis, um, when Adam first ate the fruit, it says that you will surely die. And the spiritual death that Adam had has been passed down through all men. And it's... The idea that when you sin, like Jesus said, you are a slave to sin. And you are a slave to sin and you have your nature is always and consistently wants sin. Mm -hmm. So that even if the choice comes up that Christ makes the offer, or if you want to put it that way, you know, come to me all who are weary or something along those lines. You don't have the ability to unless something happens first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I think Jeff Durbin had an analogy similar. Like, you put a pile of broccoli 
in a pile of meat in front of a vulture, the vulture will freely choose the meat, mm-hmm. even though, like, logically, it could choose the broccoli. Yeah. It just never will. Yes. It's not part of its nature. Right. You do the same thing with a rabbit, and the rabbit will choose the broccoli. Mm-hmm. Because by nature, these things are meant for these animals. Right. Yeah. That's that's good. Total depravity. Mm-hmm. So, total depravity, I think, is the an unhelpful title in some ways. Because some people hear total depravity and they think, you believe all people are as wicked as they can be? Mm-hmm. I heard, yeah, like you said, you said total inability. Yeah. Where I also heard radical depravity. Yeah. Um, that's another name that I've heard Radical corruption. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, that's what R.C. Sproul says. Mm-hmm. Radical, said, radical corruption, and it's, it's ironic because it's radical corruption, R.C. <laughs> I think, oh, so you're saying he did it because of his name? I think so. Okay. I, mean, I think it was part of it. All right, it's part so, of his talk. Scripture that backs this up. Would you like to start? Well, I can go to the good old Calvinist fallback, Ephesians 2. Okay, well, read it and let's get into it. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. Hmm. You know, we were... All we could do was carry out the, the desires of our flesh and our mind. So we had to think about it. Mm-hmm. Contrary to popular belief, Calvinists believe in free will. Yeah. It's just, in, as you were saying, enslaved by something. Right. We freely choose what we want. Right. And without God regenerating us before faith, mm-hmm. we will always choose what we want. And what right. we want is always sin. Right. And something that James White says is that... You have to you like like I think you said you have to define what free will is, mm-hmm. because there is we do not have complete freedom of our will. Mm-hmm. God has complete freedom to do whatever He wants, but the thing is, is that we do not. We have creaturely free will, mm-hmm. which means our will is always subjected to God. So I mean, I love that passage. It's, it's one of my favorite passages. Especially, yeah, it's, we are dead and we cannot choose God according to our nature. Mm-hmm. Also, another passage that I like is uh, I, in one of the best chapters in all the Bible that I, um, that I think at least is Romans 8, mm-hmm. where it says, uh, I'll read a bit of it, um, for there is no, con- now, ah. Let me start over. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do. By sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. And he condemned sin in the flesh. In order that the righteous requirements for the law might be fulfilled in us. Who walk not according to the flesh but according to the spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death. But to set the mind of the, on the uh, Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the fla- uh, flesh is hostile to, to God. For it does not submit to God's 
law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Mm. And it continues, and it, it contrasts um, the spirit being in the spirit and in the flesh. But, I mean, it, to me, it makes complete sense that if you are hostile towards God and you actively, like people say all the time that, you know, you need to seek God, you need to ask for faith. And that goes against pretty much the entire book of Romans Mm -hmm. because it says people that who are, who live according to the flesh cannot seek God. They're hostile to God. And then you even have in Romans three that no one seeks God. Mm -hmm. That's pretty clear. Yeah. No one means no one. And that's all no one means. Yeah, exactly. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. Came up with that at the top of my head right there. <laughs> I like it. I like it. it. Might sound a little familiar. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it, it, and to see it not only in this passage and in that passage, but I mean, it's pretty clear in the Bible that you cannot see anything but man dead in sin or man a slave to sin. You you mm-hmm. you can't see whenever you know people say you know the truth. Choose this day who you will serve. Yes, that is out there. Just like do not commit murder is out there. Mm-hmm. People still and do you it. don't. Yeah, people still do it. And you, you don't have. You, that passage doesn't contradict this passage. Right. This passage is saying your nature and your will are slave to sin. It's not saying. And then the offer's out there. Well, of course, just like we said with the grass and with the rabbit and the carrots and whatever you said but it's it's the idea that there's not necessarily something that is that it cannot do but it it can't do it because it's not in its nature it Mm -hmm. doesn't want that right if you give it a choice it won't want it Mm because it's hostile towards god so question yes i'm gonna I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate, I guess. Yeah. Oh, boy. Wow. Yeah. Satan and I go way back. <laughs> All right. Um, theoretically, was Adam enslaved oh, to boy. the fleshly will? Or was he and Eve truly, quote-unquote, neutral and truly, quote-unquote, have a choice? So I believe that um, Adam had a free choice, still free mm-hmm. as far as he had a creaturely free will. Mm-hmm. But his will was not a slave to sin, no. Okay. I believe that. And I, basically because, I mean, we inherit that from Adam. Mm-hmm. And Adam d- ate the fruit, and that's how we got that. Yeah. So I believe that Adam uh, had a free will, but it was still decreed by God mm-hmm. that he would... That that would happen. So what you're saying is God is the author of sin. Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. And I'm not saying that's an easy topic either. Right. Yeah, especially Adam, since uh, I have very limited yeah. information about him. Anyway, and honestly, I don't think we have any information about his will. Right. Like we have passages that talk about if you are, um, if you sin, you're a slave to sin. Like Christ said, mm-hmm. and like Romans eight. Ephesians 2 and other passages, many other passages. I, I'm, I listened to the book of um, John today, and there were many, many times, many more than I thought. It was. It talked about 
total depravity, and basically many uh, moral reform doctrines. But uh, it was, yeah, it was very interesting. And I, like, like I said, there's no, not a lot of passages that talk. I don't think, yeah, there's no passages that talk about um, Adam's will mm-hmm. as far as yeah. that. I, I don't think that it's even conceivable that Adam wouldn't have eaten the fruit. And actually, I think, I think there, you can make a pretty good argument that Adam is was not a slave to sin because Adam, just like Christ, did not have a father that it, you inherited that. Mm-hmm. And so just like Christ, Christ had a free will mm-hmm. that he could choose either way. Right. And since he's the better Adam, he chose the better way. Mm-hmm. So I think based on that argument, would you say you could make that? Yeah. I mean, I feel pretty comfortable making Yeah, I, I think so. Um, yeah, I, I think I look at it as someone who's new to the whole reform thing. It, it would appear from the very limited info we have about Adam. It seems that he was the first and last human to have what some might call a libertarian free will. But at the same time, I do believe it was ordained to happen that way right but he had a will that was clearly different than ours mm-hmm. he in a, in a logical sense had a choice mm-hmm. to choose to eat the fruit or to not eat the fruit we don't have that choice we're born wicked he was created good not perfect you know because nothing other than god is perfect right he was good and he was human so i believe that he freely chose the fruit it wasn't like god wasn't shoving the fruit down his throat the option was there but i think by nature because humans are curious Mm -hmm. even as a baby they're going places they don't they shouldn't Mm -hmm. um and adam other than being made better than us he's still a human so it seems that but if if we were in that position we would have done the very same thing even if we had his will i think there's no way that he couldn't have eaten the fruit right right partially because it was his choice also because it was the way god had it planned right so we're going back but getting into a bit of his decree would you want to roam there or no? Not tonight. Okay, sounds good. Do you want to look up any other passages or kind of end it About there? depravity? Yeah, because, I mean, this is a big topic, well, and I mean, there are a lot of passages that talk about pick it. Pick a place in the Old Testament, read two paragraphs in any direction, and you'll find someone totally depraved. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, I, yeah, when I, talking about, like, ability and stuff, I I always... One of my favorite passages is Daniel 4 mm. with Nebuchadnezzar and mm-hmm. um, yeah his his complete freedom to do whatever he wanted to do yeah and I mean he was even, like just bragging about it too he's like yeah I'm the one who does all this stuff yeah exactly and God was like I don't think so yeah I don't think so Bucky but yeah his uh his his freedom of his will was definitely uh but Josh God would never go against the free will of his creatures. Well, he would never impose his will on anything. That's that's another thing that I don't get, though. 
Because I believe that like once you're in heaven, like a common, a common. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I know where you're going. Yeah, a common uh, problem that's brought up with this idea is that you know that if you uh, a complete or what is it someone that you can't force love Mm -hmm. and the idea is that okay well what about in heaven is god gonna force us to love him it's like no the no it's not gonna be like that at all yeah we are definitely gonna have freedoms in heaven but we won't have that freedom and that ability Mm -hmm. to sin it won't be the option no it won't it won't be an option because it'll basically just be like us eating the grass the whole day and our our natures and our Our, wills yeah our nature will be brand new Mm -hmm. in the new earth yep you mentioned heaven we'll be there for a while if we die it's the closest thing to purgatory that exists (laughs) we'll be waiting in heaven will we be waiting or will it be like that's a tough for another yeah time no my i want to i want to end it with this my one of my favorite passages (laughs) like i said um, Daniel 4 says, At the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven, and my reason returned to me. And I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing, mm. and he does according to his will among the hosts of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say to him, what have you done? So, uh, it's it's one of my favorite passages, just showing that God is has complete freedom, and that not, we don't necessarily have that freedom. Mm. And honestly, that brings me comfort, just knowing mm. that. Mm-hmm. It, I think it was R. C. that said, "If there's a rogue atom in the universe, then God is not molecule." Is that what it is? Yeah. That we don't have, that God is not completely sovereign, but knowing that God is sovereign and that knowing that we can trust in Him mm-hmm. because of that just really brings comfort. And, yeah. At least to me. And I believe a whole lot more people. He said something similar to that as well. He has a few similar concepts, but it was along the lines of if there's a single thing in the universe that is outside of God's control, then we have no confidence in any of his promises. Mm-hmm. So if we have confidence in his promises, that means he's in control of everything. Yep. If he's not in control of everything, can we be sure he's in control of anything? It's a good question. We'll leave that one up to you, listeners. Yeah, for sure. We'll throw so, that one out to you guys. Yeah, thanks for... You, you guy. All one, <laughs> all one of our listeners, Zach. That's right. Yeah, exactly. So... This has uh, been a little bit of a an interesting episode, just kind of just beginning things and yeah. kickstarting, see how things are going. We don't even know how the sound will go, so we'll see. Yeah. Well, until next time. Yeah. We'll be coming at you with a different topic, hopefully a little more. And uh, yeah, thanks Deep. for listening, and uh, always follow Christ. That is the name of the podcast. Semper Christus. <laughs>